Welcome back. All right, this time we're playing Two Truths and a Lie. If you don't know, I'm Judith. And I'm Corey. Yes. Or this... Corey Data, whichever you want to call me. Right. I don't care. <laughs> and it's Tinseltown tea. It is. Mm. It is the tea of the Tinseltown. Okay. Place <laughs> where you hear two black creatives, black women creatives mm. who don't are. forget the women. You know, sharing the perspective on the outside in, but really on the Inside out, in. maybe. Yeah, inside in. Yeah, inside in. Fuck that. Um, yeah. Amen. And um, <laughs> praise him. Okay. Um, yeah. So <laughs> we're, you know, we're breaking down pretty much the resources mm-hmm. that we need as screenwriters. Talking about our journey as screenwriters right, as well. The entertainment business at large. Mm-hmm. And most importantly, how it affects black and brown creatives. Yep. That's the focus. That's the focus, y'all. So, but we're going to start with fun. We are. Okay, so this week we're going to do two truths and a lie. And a lie. Am I prepared? y'all niggas be lying. No. <laughs> I be but, lying. You know, we're going to go on this journey. We are. Together. <laughs> Let's okay. do it. Let's do it. Let's All right. get it. So, so uh, also side note, mm-hmm. we usually drink wine, but today <laughs> we are drinking vodka and Sprite. Yeah. So, whoa. If I act up... Blame it on the absolute. Okay. okay, and I was the bartender, which I have no business doing. Heavy hand. Yeah. <laughs> Heavy. My God. Woo. Chile. Woo-woo. Can I get some more chaser? Okay. Appreciate it. So. That. All right. <laughs> so, two truths and a lie. I'll go first. That means we're going to improv this. Yes. All right. Good thing I can lie off the top of my head. That I don't know if that's good is... or bad. Probably a good skill for this game. Yeah, for the I... game. <laughs> for relationships, not so much. All right. So you, if, for those of you guys don't know the game, it is two truths and a lie. We say three statements. The other person has to guess mm-hmm. the lie. One yes. of those out of the three statements is a lie. And a big, fat-ass lie. So you got to sense it. It's all about... <laughs> it's all about understanding your intuition. Mm-hmm. That gut. That discernment, mm. spirit of discernment. Okay, discernment. So, okay, okay better <laughs> vocab words. Right. All right. So, first statement: I had a cat named Frisky growing up. That's cute. First statement. That's true. Other <laughs> statement. Dang. Uh, <laughs> statement: I interviewed former President Barack Obama. And third mm. statement, my favorite color is orange. Got it. Yeah. Okay. Um, I think Frisky's true. Okay. Because I don't know why you would lie about Frisky. <laughs> um, like, that's just very... What's the word? Spe- specific. Very specific. Yeah. That's very specific. Okay. Ooh. Mm. <laughs> that's very specific. So, Frisky's true. Okay. Um... I think orange is true. I think okay. Obama's a lie because I think it was Michelle. Okay. That and you is interviewed. That, is that your final answer? Final answer. Okay. Logging all the all the points. And oh, which was, it was really close actually. So I did interview. Damn. Uh, so it was Obama. Obama. I thought it was yeah. Michelle. It was when I was working on um, Capitol Hill as a freelance reporter. I wish I would have interviewed Michelle. My God. And at the time, Better he was it. then senator. So it was pre-president. Uh, 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 yes. Now um, I remember you telling me this story. Yes. Now and it, that you say it. And like, I don't want to state like it was some glamorous sit down 2020 interview. No. <laughs> I was a freelance reporter on Capitol Hill, praise God. And I was running around trying to get quotes because I was a nobody. And I was sticking recorders in the senators' faces, asking quick questions mm. and going in and logging what I needed to log in. Mm. So it was trial by fire. I was blessed to be there it was so stressful but it Sounds was fun though. it was fun and the lie out of this whole thing is my but not be frisky no frisky was real okay I love okay shout out uh, to frisky <laughs> all right Pete. go ahead uh i know such a long time ago but, of course i'm out for frisky okay um yeah my favorite color is yellow Mm, yes. got it yes you're crafty yeah you're a crafty one yeah. mm, mm, okay mm. okay so your turn go go all right so First statement is, mm-hmm. um, first statement is, my favorite movie 
is oh wait, never mind. You're gonna guess that. <laughs> Just kidding. You're gonna Already. guess that. I stuck in this game. I thought I could lie good. Mm. <laughs> um, okay. First statement is this is stupid. First statement is Okay, so first statement is mm-hmm. I won. So I'm from the South, as y'all know. Mm-hmm. I won um, this like barbecue contest for like best ribs because it should be thrown down. Um, second statement is okay. um, I cannot swim and mm. I almost drowned when oh. I was a little kid. Oh my god, that's kind of dark. That is. Oh, dark. My god. All right, let's bring it back. <laughs> Third statement is I had a horse before. Okay. You had Named Contagious. Contagious. Yeah, I had a horse. Name Contagious. Okay. Those are all pretty crazy. Those are wild. I think it's oh God. I don't even know. What's the lie? I don't know. <laughs> Shut it up. <laughs> I'm trying to pick one. Um, okay. I those think are all pretty wild. Those Sorry. are pretty wild. I I mean I love food. I you're from the South. Food is good in the South, period. Like, any Southern type of food. I, I mean, I'm not a fan of shitlands. Mm. Yeah, no, um, ew, gross. Ugh. But um, I would say that's true. I'm going to say that's true. Damn. Um, I'll let you go through and, and then yeah, I'll tell you. I, man, damn. Now I'm leaning on stereotypes because, you know, with the swimming thing with black people. But Damn, that's so racist. That is racist. <laughs> I am learning. I'm uh, <laughs> I'm learning everyone. Um and oh god. I think the lo- oh god. That is so specific about the horse. That's why I'm like <laughs> I don't believe it but like that's so very random and very specific. I'm I'm Hmm. From the background of your family, I think it could be true that you had a horse named Contagious. I don't know that name. That name is crazy. I'm going to say the lie is the horse. Not because I don't believe you had one. It's just the name Contagious that I'm like, "Mm." I feel like you would pick something better. I feel like you would pick a different name. If you really had to name an animal, it would be like something like else. But. If you named it as a child, you never know. I named my cat Frisky off the goddamn brand. So <laughs> I thought that was a cat food name. <laughs> I was like, okay. So I'm I'm gonna go with the horse being the lie, and I think it it's very possible that the fear of water being um, real and that happening. And I think uh, the first one winning which, the barbecue. Yeah, I think yeah. Being from the south, I'm just like, okay, you can cook. I just I don't I I can't even argue that that could be the lie. But you know that's the game. So I don't think I think the horse is the lie. <laughs> oh my God! You named it contagious. So my daddy named it contagious okay, because he was a fault. sick okay. horse oh. when we got him, and I don't know why that nigga bought, got that horse. He did not. <laughs> oh know my what, God. That horse used to escape every night, and wow. he'd just be running around the neighborhood, and we would have to go catch him. Did you guys have a farm? No. Oh, I just, I'm <laughs> from, <laughs> wait a minute! I'm from the country, so we just had a big ass backyard. Okay, honestly. Okay, okay. But no, we had no business having that horse. <laughs> so yeah, that was true. I had a horse named Contagious. Shout out to Contagious. Hope you're still alive somewhere. We love you. Yes. Please. Um. Uh. Yeah. A nigga can't swim. Okay. So yeah, that's that definitely. Is true. I almost drowned when I was in the Philippines. Oh, that's so. so when I was four my sister pushed me down the slide so fuck you bitch she's listening (laughs) fuck you Um, and then yeah I never won a barbecue I can't cook you can't cook oh my god I can cook but not Not ribs ribs. Mm -mm. barbecue is not my thing I'll leave that to to the men no that is well (laughs) that's the stereotype I lean on leave it to the men (laughs) yeah but no barbecue is serious it is in the south oh my god it is not a game okay horse thing let's see All right. So we both got it wrong. Okay. (laughs) We both lost. That's just the gist of it. We both got it wrong. Yes. But we learned something new about each other. We did. Which is dope. And now y'all learned something new about us. All right. So shout out to that. Yeah. All right. We'll be back. On to the next. I don't know what's next, but we're going to figure it out. Amen. (laughs) And we are going to do our No Better do better segment okay so for you peoples who don't know what that is that is where we talk about lessons learned in this industry yes any tips we have for you hoes yes. sorry i like to use you hoes a lot i don't know yeah. why um sorry if that disrespects y'all i don't care yeah um but We're yeah family. 
And Tips. honestly, we're all hoes. Calm yeah. down. Come on. We mm-hmm. all have that primal mm-hmm. urge. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, mm-hmm. no better do better segment. So mm-hmm. I can start with mine. So I want to talk about the WGA mm-hmm. West Library. So nice. if you are in L.A., which a lot of writers are, mm-hmm. um, you don't have to be here to make mm-hmm. it. But hey, if That's you right. are here, you should be here. Mm-hmm. But you don't have to. That's right. But if you are here, I would definitely mm-hmm. go to the WGA Library. Mm-hmm. It is by the Grove. Yep. At the WGA building or whatever, yeah. office, yeah. whatever. Yeah. It's on the first floor, and it is a library that is focused entirely on writing for the screen. That's right. Open to the public, has 40,000 items. Mm-hmm. That means scripts, yes. Bibles. If you don't know what Show Bible is, a Show Bible. <laughs> a Show Bible. If you don't know what a Show Bible is, please Google it because I can't get into that right now. But yeah, they have all types yeah. of stuff in there, and they have scripts that you probably won't find on the internet because yeah. hey it's the WGA which if you don't know what that is it's the yeah. Writers Guild Association that's right so they're gonna have scripts that are hot off the presses yes. um, scripts that you can't find on the internet like mm-hmm. I said mm-hmm. so it's definitely as a writer you need to be reading scripts yes um, I mean sh- that's how you're going to learn. That's right. by reading other scripts. So if you want to read scripts that are exclusive, scripts mm-hmm. that you probably won't find anywhere else, definitely go to this library. Let's let's look at some stats on there. Yeah. 29,000 produced television scripts. So mm. hey, mm. pretty much any script you want to mm. read, they have the shit. Yep. 6 or 6200 produced film scripts. Wow. So they may not have every film script, but they yeah. have them niggas got a lot. Mhm. 1,300 radio scripts. Wow. Ooh. Okay. Okay. All right. So they turn it up. They okay. turn it up. Okay. They have video game scripts. See? And that's a genre a lot of people forget about. Mm-hmm. They need writers for that. So Yep. They do need writers. Mm-hmm. They have 1,300 books on writing, mm-hmm. writers, and the entertainment industry. So yes. if you don't want to read a script, they have books on writing and the entertainment industry. I that's mean, right. come on now. That's right. 1,400 taped programs, mm-hmm. inter- events, seminars, and interviews that are yes. held by the WGF and mm-hmm. the WGA. So, oh, and they also have reference on help on topics like writer credits yes. and biographies, major industry writing awards, history mm-hmm. of writers in Hollywood, books and magazines on That's film right. and television writing. So they have it all. Yes. I mean... I just don't know why you wouldn't go there. Yeah. Me and Judith are going to be taking a trip down there. That's going to be our new writing spot because they also have a space for writers to write as well. Yeah. So when you get the script, unfortunately, you can't check them out. Mm Mm-hmm. So when you get the script, you have to read it there. So they have a space to read them and also yeah. a space for writers to come and write. Yeah. They also have Wi-Fi, which I know, you know, it's we know it's very important. Mm-hmm. They're open, I'm pretty sure, Monday through Sad Sunday. Yeah, I think so. But you can go on WGFFoundation.org yep. and learn more about the library. They have an FAQ yep. for all you people who are interested. But it's definitely a resource if you are in L.A. and you're a writer. There's yep. no reason you should not be going to the WGA library yeah. Yeah. to read scripts costs and nothing. to write. It literally costs nothing. It's mm-hmm. free. Mm-hmm. The shit is free. Mm-hmm. So I want to hear no excuses. Take your ass down there. That's right. And I'm out. Yeah. What you got? Well, I'm definitely going to be with uh, Corey uh, writing over at the uh, library. Yeah. Um, one thing, it's uh, tag teaming this week with Corey. Um, just the foundation, the WGA, blah, 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 the WGA <laughs> Foundation. Not only, of course, do they have the library, but they put on events. And of mm. course, in this place, you got to network. You do. And um, the one thing awesome thing is this week we went to an event where there was a panelist of writers and they specifically were talking about understanding location and how it affects your story Mm -hmm. Um, specifically um, in the realm of shows television shows and they had writers from The Shy Mm -hmm. they had a writer from Young uh, Sheldon yeah Young Sheldon Queen Sugar and The Florida Show On Becoming okay so it's a new show on Showtime Kirsten Dunst it's called On Becoming a God in Central Florida. Amen. Based in Florida. Shout out to Floridians. Yes. That's right. Yes. So it was really cool to hear from their expert uh, from their expertise and from their I should say from their experience about how they really looked at the location and understanding the authenticity of a specific place mm-hmm. what you would do if you're in a certain place if you wouldn't like young Sheldon is in uh, Texas. Texas East Texas East Texas and of course um, the shy is in Chicago so of mm-hmm. course there are cultural differences there mm-hmm. are gonna be um, differences in the weather how people act and how they how they yes. go from place to place 
place. And, you know, some places, if you're in a rural area, you're going to be driving a lot. In other places, you might be using transportation. Mm -hmm. So it all depends on the culture and how that affects the characters. And so it was really cool to hear them talk about that. And they even gave some advice about even those uh, who are exploring fantasy, Mm sci-fi, worlds that you're making up, how you would create that location and how it would uh, affect the character. Mm -hmm. So, uh, again, going back to the WGA uh, Foundation, they host a lot of events. They do. It's a great way to network. Another resource um, to get, you know, the advice that you need from the experts from straight from their mouth. From people Yes. Yeah. And the great thing about writers is that when they share information, there's really no holds bars. Like, it's really authentic. They're really real with you. Mm-hmm. They understand, like, you know. the regular new- people, too. Yes, regular people. And they understand the nuances of whether you're working with a network or working with a um, streaming or working whatever yeah. like they understand the ins and outs of that so it's please please check them out uh, wgafoundation.org the events are really cool again um, I paid we paid a general $25 yeah so fee. I mean they're not free but no, they're but, worth it yeah. for the information and yeah. you get most of the time you can talk to the panelists after yes um so, yeah, I mean, I don't yeah. see why you wouldn't. Yeah. You get yeah. to talk to people who are doing what you want to do. Yep. Yep. And they're giving you free advice. I mean, not free, but yeah. they give you advice for $25. Okay. Take it. Yeah. And it's good for the exposure. So, mm-hmm. yeah, that's my uh, no better do better. All Head right. Head over to that uh, WGA Foundation. Get, get on there. Yep. Get on that shit. Okay. All right. And we'll be back. We will. We're gonna have a sting ready for y'all. Don't worry, but don't worry, you host. Okay, settle down. It's fine. Cool your jets. Cool it. So yes. All right. So the first piece of news: if you are a screenwriter, you should be reading trade newspapers like the Hollywood Reporter, which is, I believe, it's more of a magazine, but whatever. Voyage, Deadline, Entertainment, something, Entertainment Weekly, maybe. I got something. You have the news app. If you have iPhone, you have the new app. Get all the news app. So just subscribe to Vanity Fair. Yes, Shadow and Act. IMDb Entertainment Weekly. Yes. Yes. Ooh. Yes, 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 yes. <laughs> I knew that. Ow. And variety. Yeah, so variety. So these are things is that good. you should be perusing. Yeah, this should be so you know what the fuck you. is going on. If it's not, find it, get on it. So this time right now the Hollywood Reporter released their top 50 most powerful showrunners Woo! 2019 if you don't know what a showrunner is showrunner is responsible for as in the, the title yeah for writing the show running the uh, the writers room being that in between between the writers room and the network mm-hmm. so it's kind of the bridge between the writers room and the network so yep. making sure that everything is cohesive and yep. they're in charge of making sure we keep the tone mm-hmm. right making sure that everything is consistent as you create the story mm-hmm. now um I am so happy that on this list we have a lot of black and brown folks being represented. We motherfucking do. Let's run down the list. A lot of we blacks have, and browns. Okay, Aver Duvernay. Of course. I mean, nada. Um, we have Issa Rae and her showrunner uh, Prentice Penny, who are running Insecure, and uh, the season will be coming out soon. I cannot motherfucking wait mm-hmm. we have Kenya Barris with the you know all the ishes girl we got black ish we got mixed ish we got, got grown ish any ish you can fucking think of I mean next should be nigga ish I mean I don't know whatever <laughs> we want maybe that's black ish I don't know but that's black yeah. you know all of that um, we have Mindy Kaling we have What's Jordan show? Four Weddings and if yes you know. and that's on Hulu we have Lee Daniels with Empire I even believe we have Tyler Perry because with Have and Have Nots on the and, own network okay and then of course he has all these deals with BT and mm-hmm. the new shows that are coming out so yep. uh, oh yes and I can't forget uh, Courtney Kemp who is the showrunner of Power. of Power you niggas love that show I mean it's a it's a fantastic show so i'm Very really nigger-ish. really happy to see them on that list of course there there are many more lena waif yes lena waif oh how could i forget my gosh um if you're into other you know they have matt and ross duffer i'm a big fan of stranger things me too you know they um 
Phoebe Waller-Bridge. I mean, which you Fleabag, love. I, I love. The white and people a, love her. I know Natasha Lyonne is on there the because doll. it's great. So check out the list. Um, it's, it's good to see who's on there, who's not. You never know, especially in Hollywood. Yes. You know, a lot of people don't aren't really familiar with the showrunners. But you should so be. So if you recognize a face and you go up to them and be like, hey, I love the work that you do. Yeah. You know, that, it's good that you say that because you know, I was on Rodeo Drive mm, with my broke ass mm, and I no. saw <laughs> I saw Kenya Barris with uh, his wife. Well, they just they're about to get divorced, but sad. with mm-hmm. his then wife mm. and I was like, oh my God, it's Kenya Barris. Mm-hmm. And nobody seemed to know that was Kenya Barris or right. care. I'm like, yes. he's a showrunner for Blackish Mixes and Grownish. How, How do you, you people not, not know? know but, How dare you? Yeah, that was the writer in me that was like, oh my God, it's Kenya Barris. Right. But yeah. No, I did the yeah. same thing. I remember one time, it wasn't a showrunner, but it was Logan Browning from uh, mm, Dear White People. Yeah. And I was, uh, my father was in town and we were at this museum. I forget the name of the museum. And she was walking around and I was just like, being all cute. people, do you not know who you're in the, pre-? like, are we really going to act like this queen is not walking around before you? So that she's a queen. I just eventually was like, hey, sis, I love your work. I watched the show. Well done. I'm not going to hold you up. God bless. And kept it moving. <laughs> also, if I said too much, I would embarrass myself. It yeah. would have been too much. It would have yeah. been too much. So, oh my God, side note. This is a real side note. Yes. Off topic. Yeah. Who cares? Yeah. I was out yesterday mm-hmm. at my job. I wasn't Ooh. at my job. I was walking around shopping. We were shopping on the job or whatever. <laughs> yes. And I mean, we she works in fashion. By, so yes, I work guys. in fashion. So we were out competitive shopping, which mm-hmm. is where you shop your competitors. Ooh. Anyways, off topic. That's, that's what we were doing for the, uh-huh. like the last four hours of my job. And we walked by Solange and Mama Tina. <gasps> and they were just out. They were literally just sitting outside eating. Oh, my God. Solange <laughs> and Beyonce's mother. And Solange the Queen, who yes. blessed us and with a seat at the table. And, of course, the other album that I will be downloading soon to get into. So, I but, the name I mean. They were just out there eating. So, I'm Tina sorry. That was knows. just the L.A. moment. I'm like, what? y'all just sitting out here fucking eating like y'all did. Like you not. Like y'all not legends. Y'all not like just chilling. Fucking up the culture right now. Just chilling, eating. Wow. I was like, I just walked by y'all. That yeah. So wow. just the LA moment I had. Yes. I wanted to share with y'all. Cause woo. I don't know. Go <laughs> woo. I know a lot of people would have lost their mind. I'm glad you kept your composure. I don't think I would have kept my composure. I didn't even notice because I was on my phone and then the girl I was with, I was with another black girl and then I was with another black girl, a Hispanic guy and a white lady. And the other black girl was like, oh my God, that's Solange and Mama Tina. And yeah, (sighs) I didn't even notice until we walked away. I was like, oh my God, y'all lucky my ass did not notice because it would have been stupid if I would have walked back like, Follow Miss Tina on Instagram. She's amazing. She's so great. She's so cute. She is everything. Ugh. Oh my God! Yeah, Legend. Anyway, that's amazing. It is so cool. Oh, I had to share that. But anyways, that's the news right there. <laughs> um, We're done. <laughs> we can go home. End of episode. Bye. Okay. Um, so, yeah. yeah. So check out the Hollywood Reporter uh, list of showrunners. Um, next in the news, uh, Jordan Peele keeps winning out here. He signs an exclusive deal, five-year film deal with mm. Universal Pictures. So look out for more so flicks from him. Look out. He's over here changing the whole genre in horror, letting us have a seat at the table. Mm. I and mean, they said black people can't do horror. I mean, okay. cute. You're cute. wrong. Cute. You're wrong. Okay. <laughs> so well done to Jordan Peele. And then uh, last but not least, um, we're going to talk about my husband, <laughs> um, Winston Duke. If you do not know who Winston Duke is, he was made popular um, in a small little indie film called Black Panther. <laughs> I don't and know if you guys heard of it or not. I don't not. know if you heard of it. It's Whatever. pretty small. Um, all I know is when his character, Umbaku came out. Umbaku! Umbaku! When he came out that <laughs> mountain, where's well, her? Like, I was like, yo, I have seen. In that little wolf outfit. Oh my God. <laughs> I was fur. going to jump into the screen, become a character, and just ride him off into the sunset. He is okay. so fine. He's so fine. He has the nerd on Instagram. I follow him. And he oh God, was on a horse, I, I don't know, in one of these islands. And I was like, sir. Turks and Caicos, probably. Don't make me jump on your back. I will ride you the way you're riding that horse. Don't play <laughs> me. Oh, it's beautiful chocolate no. skin. But besides Man. out here being fine, follow he. Him. Following him right now. Is uh, teaming Ooh, up with. I see him on a horse. Okay. He said, big man teams. Hey, <laughs> big man teams. <laughs> 
Yes, sir. I'm um, dead. All right. I'm going to so- shut up. This is a lot. This is a lot. This is a lot. Okay. Winston, when you listen to this, I know you'll get confirmation from the Lord to know that, you know, you're my husband. So <laughs> don't worry. We'll connect. Um. So, yes. So Winston is... I'm going to be working with uh, Kevin Durant, and cool. they are going to be working on a drama series for Apple, and it is about a youth basketball team. Cool. So um, Kevin Durant's uh, 55 uh, Media and Image Television, um, his production company. He has uh, a production company? Everybody got a production wow. company out here. Wow, okay. Um, so right. yeah, so they are producing a basketball-themed drama series, um, and it's written and directed by Reggie Rock uh, Blythewood. Bythewood, so, yeah, Gina Prince Bythewood's husband. Yep, yep. So it draws on inspiration from Durant's childhood playing amateur athletic union basketball in D.C. Yay. Um, and where aspiring young athletes and their families are swept up in the youth sports economy. So interesting. Very interesting. I'm watching. I'm absolutely watching. I have Apple already. Um, so do I, think I have Apple? Go, I think. Do you? You I don't even fucking know all these goddamn screaming, <laughs> all these goddamn if you, streaming services. True, I don't fucking know what I have. If you do, if you do have Apple, from my understanding, you have a year. If I have Apple free, Music, like iTunes, like if you're, I think, I don't know, I think so. But you get a year free Man. subscription. So if okay. you already have iTunes, all right, or whatever. so I can watch it then. Maybe. Yes, and if not, we'll share. Um, Got it. Yep, we'll be watching together. Yeah. So yeah, so look out for my husband Winston Duke um, doing that. And he bringing home the bag for you. Okay. Securing that bag. <laughs> bringing home boo-boo. the bacon for y'all, so y'all can go to another <laughs> island and shit. Oh my God, yes. Um, but yeah, with that, that is the news, everybody. All right, so we are back. We back. And on this episode, we're going to have a little fun. I feel mm-hmm. like, you know, we kind of alternate between informative and fun. Yes. So last episode was informative. We talked about whatever the fuck we talked about. <laughs> But I just remember it being informative. And then this time we're going to have some fun because I was on the gram as I usually am Mm -hmm. and I was scrolling and Mm -hmm. I saw, so there's an Instagram called Black Filmmakers Academy. Mm -hmm. I believe that's what it's called. Mm -hmm. Um, And they posted saying that October is Black Movie Month. Never knew that. I never knew that shit either. I don't know if they made that up. They probably did. But hey, we're going to partake in it because why the fuck not? We celebrate. Okay. Because why can't October be Black Movie Month? Okay. Okay. It's not just February for the blacks, all right? All right. Okay. October is Black Movie Month. Mm -hmm. We're partaking in whatever that is. Mm -hmm. And we're going to be talking about our fave black movies and how they influenced us just growing up. And also how or like what movies kind of influenced us to get want to get into the game. Yes. So that's what we're going to talk about. I'm so excited. Um, I love movies with niggas in them. (laughs) I'm fucking that's all I used to watch. Growing up as a little nigga. So, <laughs> so yeah. we're going to get into it. Get oh my God, I'm so excited. It. So, I mean, how you want to do this, girl? How how we going to do this? So I can, let's just list off. So, okay, I'll list mine. You list yours. Okay. And then we'll kind of alternate like that. Yeah. How's that work? Yeah. All right. So first things first. Mm. For me, mm. I'm going to be talking about do the right motherfucking thing. Iconic. That's not the real name, but it's called do the right thing. Iconic. I just added motherfucking because I have to curse for some reason. <laughs> <laughs> do the right thing by shit. Spike Lee. Mm-hmm. A classic. classic. I saw this movie when I was a child. Mm-hmm. I was born in the 90s, but I was a child when yeah. I saw this movie iconic i have never to this day the themes yeah the themes brought up in that movie are so relevant so even today even today so provoking the way that he broke down race relations yeah in a city like new york was Mm -hmm. it brooklyn yeah i think it was it was in brooklyn yeah amazing Mm -hmm. that scene where he had the different races kind of talk he kind of like highlighted the different races and had them kind of give stereotypes of another race yeah that shit was so poignant so telling Mm -hmm. amazing like to this day there is not a movie that's that touches that yeah in my opinion yeah like spike lee knew what the fuck he was doing Mm -hmm. when he made that movie that movie i think is one of the ones that wanted to make that made me want to get into the entertainment industry because i wanted to tell stories like that yeah i wanted to tell powerful stories i wanted to comment on yeah what is going on in this country yeah for us as black people for us as people not just black people but people Mm -hmm. and just kind of 
uh, talk about it in a light that makes it more human. Yeah. Because he had he still had a story going on. We're 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 listening. We're following Mookie and his story <laughs> as a dad. Yeah. And how he's kind of navigating as a young black man yeah. and as a dad. And he was kind of bringing these social issues of making it personal yeah. to everyone. Rosie Perez's character. Mm. Yeah. Ooh, she killed that shit. Yeah, she did. Shout out to Rosie Perez. Yeah. But yeah. That that really made me want to kind of get into this mm-hmm. game and really tell really important stories yeah. that are also entertaining. They're also funny. They're also heartwarming. Yeah. But are also very, um, that can also be very dark too. Yeah. Because the world is dark and yeah. the shit that we deal with is dark, especially as Black people in America. Mm-hmm. So it was it was a funny, entertaining, but also it ended on a dark note because Radio Rahim was a Black man killed by white officers for nothing. Right. Which happens. Wow. That shit. He made that shit in the 80s. So and look at here. The shit's still happening. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. That also, movie. Also, don't be mad. This movie has been out for a while. If you don't know the ending, we shouldn't have to say spoiler alert, but, but my God. My God. It's been know. out for a while. So. Randy Rahim gets killed by white officers yes. for just being a nigga and playing his music, mm-hmm. which we. <laughs> how many stories do we have like I that mean, these days? It's a, a, a black man just doing fucking shit and being like, killed. You know, sitting in his own home eating ice cream. Sure. Ooh, and getting killed. Ooh, sure. Look at her. Mm. You know what? I ain't, ooh, I'm not even going to get on that girl because right. I can be talking about that all night. Well, but, anyways, do the right thing. A classic. Mm-hmm. If you have not seen yeah. it, very important for the culture. Yep. That shit made me want to do what I'm doing right now. Yeah. And here we are. Yeah. 100%. Mic drop or whatever the fuck that shit yeah, is. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, just to piggyback off that, I'm going to add um, another Spike Lee joint that I really, really love. Mm. And I, I think probably one of the few that I think my parents would allow me to watch <laughs> if they caught me. Like, if they caught me watching Do the Right Thing, they would have been like, girl, no, that too much violence. <laughs> Sex? Absolutely not. No. No. Um, titties? No. no absolutely there are titties not. There. Um, so, one of my favorite Spike Lee joints, it'll always be, but it's Crooklyn. Yes, I I love, 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 love Crooklyn. Um, I think for me, like, I grew up uh, in the suburbs of Delaware. And while it was, I lived in a pretty diverse neighborhood, I felt very, like, othered and alone. And, like, you know, I was always, especially in, when I was younger, I was always the black girl. You You just felt very black. Yeah, (laughs) like, by myself. Or, like, and then when I went to public school, like, I would go and they're like, you're not black enough. And I'm like, well, I don't know what to do. I'm pretty sure I look in the mirror, I'm definitely black. Last (laughs) time I checked, I'm very black. (laughs) But it wasn't enough for whatever reason. And so I really loved watching this little black girl and her perspective and her story, being the only girl in her family, watching her especially in the neighborhood of Brooklyn, like being surrounded by a community of black people Mm. being like, she had a lot of agency at the time. Like she would like, my parents would never let me go to a corner store by myself. Like, what is that? Right girl. Who do you think you are? But she like, yeah, it took a while for me to just go cross the street by myself. (laughs) And then it's like, she's like going to the corner store. Like she's interacting with kids, her age. Like she just was like, so bold to me. She was so bold and she was the only girl in a house full house household full of brothers. Mm-hmm. So and she still like had that like power and like it still had like the innocence of yeah. like from her perspective. And so it was really important for me to like watch her and see myself or in her as yeah. a little like brown skin um black girl and like so much confidence in mm, her I love and it. also her even her portrayal of seeing her mother pass away who played mm. by legendary Alfre Woodard I mean I mean Ooh. come on all right I mean but yeah. she like even the way she responded like not seeing like when her mother passed and like her not crying and like her kind of like going through that grieving process and kind of like taking the helm, which I don't really think it's good, but it happens in black families where and in a lot of families, if you're the only girl in the family, then you kind of step into Mm -hmm. the role as mother, which I'm like, "Uh, not mm, good, but it's not good, but it's, it's a reality. Right. And sort of like seeing her like go through that that sort of I guess the hero's journey, but it was just so dope to see that. And of course, like that damn dog being stuck in that damn bed when she went down. You know what, <laughs> Queenie? And that lady cried <laughs> on that damn dog, and it just popped out that sofa bed. It's like boop. I was like, I don't know why and I thought I that was so 
funny. Like, I was just <laughs> like, ah, oh, the dog, it's Jed. <laughs> I was like, it's probably dark <laughs> as hell. But that had me rolling. But yeah. Yeah, her dead, guys. <laughs> um, it really did. And then the um, and the fact that Spike Lee's perspective, like having that sort of the tram where like the kids are like, the person is, is, not, is not physically moving, but they're sitting on a sort of like, I don't know what it is, like a tram and they're moving. And then you just like, so there's a scene where I think... She's having a dream and like there's somebody puts glue on her face and she gets high. And mm-hmm. so what you see her, you see her like almost like she's sitting still, but she's like moving through the crowd. Right. Yeah. yeah. And so Spike Lee does that a lot. You see that in his signature. Uh, his, I think that's a signature in a lot of the movies uh, that he does. And to see that different perspective and and this little girl having so much agency, independence and like going on this adventure just with a her. Movie it was just where so, the main character is a little black girl was yes, just a lot at that, that time. It was, it was really, so iconic. really pivotal. So I think that movie so was super, super important to me in terms of storytelling and seeing myself um, in a movie, even though we didn't have the exact same situation, but me wanting to like go on this journey with her and identifying with her was just, was just amazing and powerful. The shit. It the was shit. great. It was great. Yeah, shout out to Spike Lee. Yeah. He is... I mean, he can be problematic sometimes, yeah. but I mean, yeah. I I love him for what he's done. Yeah, for the culture, he continues. I mean, just ugh. yeah, I pay him all the respect because yeah. he deserves it. Yeah. I mean, come on, like um, although season two, she's got to have it questionable. Yeah, mm. it's canceled now. So, mm. Mm. I could barely Not watch surprised. season one, mm. but but yeah, you know, shout out to you. Yes, I I can't <sighs> imagine where I would be without your movies. Okay, one hundred and ten percent. It affected me that much. Mm -hmm. But moving on from Spike Lee. Okay. We're at my next movie is Boys in the Hood by the late and great John John Singleton. Singleton. Mm -hmm. Rest in peace to that beautiful man. My parents would not let me watch that. Dang. It was, wow. Boys in the Hood, I saw that as a kid too. If you guys don't know what that is, then you ain't black. Fuck you. Um, (laughs) I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. (laughs) I'm just kidding. It was about, you know, niggas in the hood in uh, early 90s. LA. Yeah, LA. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, Compton, Inglewood, yeah. one of those neighborhoods. Mm-hmm. Um, really important movie because yeah. it was the, I think it, I mean, honestly, it was the first time I saw some like real hood niggas yeah. and their their journey, their story, yeah. and kind of breaking it down to a point to where it's not just like a story about tragedy, mm-hmm. a hood story about tragedy and niggas mm-hmm. dying and shit. But you got to see kind of their, how they live their lives. Like joy and you got to see, you know, just their their transition, their yeah. progress. It wasn't just these niggas from the hood, they about to kill or they about to, you know, be killed. They about to shoot yeah. niggas. They about to do like sell drugs and shit. It was just a very nuanced and complex story yeah. and a very um, complex look about hood niggas. Yeah. I think and he nominated. I think he was nominated. He was nominated. Yeah. I think he was the youngest uh, director nominated for an Oscar for that movie as yeah. well. Mm-hmm. Um, that was his first big directorial debut That's as well. Amazing. So shout out to him. He yeah. did the damn thing. Rest in and peace. continue to do the damn thing. Yep. We love you, John Singleton. That movie changed my life yeah. as well. Um, it was amazing. It I was. mean, yeah. point blank period. Changed Maybe. my life very important piece of history and culture for us. If you haven't seen it, go watch that shit. Go watch it. Um, my next movie, I'm going to do two movies, tie it together. So, um, you know, uh, even though sometimes what she says can be prob- problematic, uh, will be Goldberg. She's still a legend. Uh, That's still my sis. <laughs> I, I mean, yes. Oh, my auntie. Okay. Oh, my grandma now. Oh, oh my <laughs> One of my favorite. I'm a yeah. So she, of course, um, one of my favorite movies, uh, Sister Act Two. Yes, Judith loves that movie. I love, <laughs> I love, 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 love that movie. It was so much fun. Um, first time I was introduced to Lauren Hill. Um, first time me like I grew up Catholic. And so there weren't a lot of black Catholics that I saw when mm-hmm. growing up until I until I got. Um, I'll correct that until I got to so in Wilmington, Delaware, there was St. Joseph's and it was a black Catholic church. So that's where I actually saw more black Catholics. Um, but you know, Haitians, we Catholic or or not, nah, pretty much. <laughs> um, so so yeah, like the music 
so much fun. Like the choreography. Let me tell you if that if that ending scene comes on where they're at the comp- the choir competition, I know all the dance moves. Okay? <laughs> and she, dance. Oh my God. And then of course it's having a moment because Lizzo, I think during a performance, I forget which award DMAs. show. They definitely did that and I was like, yes! Like, mm-hmm. you mm-hmm. better. You better. Mm-hmm. I was so happy in that moment where there was just like, take off your robes. Your, your choir director told you, take off your robes. They take off the robes and they're all this colorful clothes and they mm-hmm. go out there looking like heathens who can dance and shit. I was just mm-hmm. like, this whole movie is, oh, I loved it. It was just so much fun. It was. It was like, the music was great. Whoopi Goldberg was hilarious. The kids were amazing. Jennifer Love Hewitt was in it. She didn't have no, I don't think she had any speaking lines. I but forgot. Sure. Um, it was, I, wa- I watched that over and over and over, <laughs> over and over and over again. It was so much fun. I And I think they're like rebuilding it. They're okay. To, I I don't need it. Alone. I don't need it. Just leave um, it alone. But yeah, I just uh, I love. I don't know what it is. The music, the like, the quiet, everything. It was just so 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 much fun. Um, and of course, Karina Karina, which I thought I don't know why. I mm. I think as a little kid, and then like I guess the little girl kind of like connecting with her with Whoopi Goldberg's character and like man, I need some Whoopi. It was. I just I just always connected you know with those stories so yeah those 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 two was just it was just uh, I loved it so yeah those two for Whoopi Goldberg for me of course she has I mean she has so many movies that are like yeah. legendary but those are the ones that I'm like oh Whew. we'll watch it tonight matter of fact I'm watching Sister Act 2 tonight I'm, <laughs> I'm watching it it is streamed on the queue okay, okay? it's added well added to the queue what oh. am I talking about okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so I'm going to, since you were on the topic of Whoopi Goldberg, I'm going to mm-hmm. do Whoopi Goldberg and then go into two that are connected as well. Okay. So my other Whoopi movie is Color Purple. Oh, Come classic. on. Come on. Classic. Classic-ass black movie. Yeah. Um, I mean, woo, I mean, I, I don't feel like I don't have, I don't, I With can't really Oprah, say anything about it. I like, mean, you got Oprah, you yeah. got just, uh, what's her name? Margaret Avery. Who played Suge Avery. Oh, okay. Okay, 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 yeah. I don't, I hope I didn't put your name. No. But I know her name is Margaret. Mm-hmm. Which, girl, I mean, I, there's not, <laughs> it, it, I can't yeah. even speak about yeah. Color Purple. It was yeah. so iconic. So good. I know there's like so controversy sad, so about Steven Spielberg directing it. And Lena yeah. Waithe actually talked about it today on Instagram. I saw. Okay. There was a lot of controversy at the time about Steven Spielberg being the one who directed it. Yeah. But I mean, I think he did a great job. Mm-hmm. He was able to kind of capture the perspective. Mm-hmm. I I love that movie. It's so important to the black culture. Yeah. It's really telling a journey yeah. of a black woman, which I yeah. loved about it as well. Um, yeah. It's so important when we have those stories about black women because that is the starting stories that we would like to create yeah. one day. So 100%. being able to look at this life journey of a black woman mm-hmm. and... Whew, I mean, yeah. so important. In the 80s, I think it was really important mm-hmm. to have that story. We love it. Yeah. I mean... <laughs> I mean, I just, there's nothing else I can really nothing say. Else. Color purple. If you don't know that shit, then you really not black, and I'm not <laughs> fucking with you for not fucking. There's still time. To yeah. Watch it. No, there's not time. Oh no. Um, there's no way oh, that no. you have not seen Color Purple as a black woman, as a black person. I mean, ooh, yeah. Chile. <laughs> okay, moving on. Yes. So I'm gonna move on to some black romantic movies that ooh, I loved. Ooh, ooh, ooh. Love and Basketball. Yes. That's Love and Basketball, too. directed by Gina Prince Bythewood, written mm-hmm. by her. I got the chance to interview her once oh, when cool. I was um, doing an, a documentary. Mm. So it was really cool. Um, and she ta- talked about her process of like making that movie and mm-hmm. getting it made mm-hmm. and how difficult it was. Wow. Because she, it's about, if you don't know, if you don't know Love and Basketball, are you black either? Damn. <laughs> so it's a movie about a black girl and a black guy who play basketball and they fall in love through playing basketball. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was kind of based off of her story. Yeah. She played basketball growing up as a young black woman and she had trouble shopping it around because she thought like people just weren't interested in the story mm-hmm. of like, 
these black niggas playing right black what love niggas playing boo. basketball i don't give a fuck like boo. so yeah, yeah sundance actually ended up giving her a chance and that's how it became the hit that it is that's amazing but it was the first time that i saw black love mm-hmm. young black love yeah on a screen mm-hmm. so so important i mean yeah. there's really nothing else i can say that's so important mm-hmm. representation is important so it was amazing for me to see yeah. two young black people in love like yes. oh my gosh my yes. first black romantic movie mm-hmm. um made me believe in black love yeah as a little as a little jitterbug so <laughs> i love jitterbug. it so iconic um yeah. also one of the things that wanted made me get into screenwriting as yeah. well just because i also when my writing i like to kind of highlight black love and mm-hmm. black and brown love as well yeah um just you know showing mm-hmm. that black people can have healthy relationships yeah. like we go through our shit but yeah black love is real black and brown love is real and yeah. what was the name of the guy though what was his the yeah. actor or not the well yeah both the actor and the omar epps was yes, his name omar epps. i don't know his name i forgot yeah. his name. quincy was his name quincy. in the movie yeah he kind of was omar. a shit though he mm, wasn't yeah. but he turned it around mm-hmm. like, he did he did he turned it around yes he turned it around yeah because niggas they ain't shit sometimes yeah. Especially these niggas. Mm. And when I say niggas, I mean niggas. Because <laughs> I know black people, we like to call every race a nigga. But when every I mean niggas, thing. I mean niggas, niggas. Yeah. They yeah. ain't shit sometimes. But yeah. we love them. We yes. have to uplift them. And Always. It's it's great. I mean, it, <laughs> it's iconic, a great movie. Iconic for me. It is. Um, And it's an easy watch, too. It is. It's, yeah. it's, it's a drama mm-hmm. with a little bit of comedy. But it's just great to see yeah. black love and... Yeah. Um, it made me want to input black love into my work whenever I can right. just because you know niggas deserve love too that's and we right. can get that shit that's right so yeah piggybacking off of that mm-hmm. me? no I have I have another one oh, okay quick. good good so piggybacking off of that talking about black love mm-hmm. love don't cost a thing <laughs> oh my gosh yes. this is my first black teen rom-com that I Ooh. saw so I don't know if it was the first black teen rom-com ever. I'm sure it's not. Mm-hmm. But for me as a, am I a millennial? I don't fucking know. But in the early 2000s, it was the first black teen rom-com that I saw yeah. that was very um, relevant to the times mm-hmm. and very, just very relevant to like what it was like to be in, you know. We're talking to, Christina Milian, right? Christina Milian mm-hmm. and Nick Cannon. Well, it's it's actually just dropped on Netflix hey, eh, on Tuesday. No so watch it. No that movie changed my life as well. Log into um, your parents' login. Yes. You know what to do. It's mm-hmm. on Netflix now. Love and the Cost of Thing. That movie changed my life as yep. well. Just seeing black teen love. Yeah. Um, and they were just so cool. I wanted to be just like them. And yeah. It was, it was so cool. I love that movie. Yeah. So iconic. Yeah. Watch it. It's on Netflix now. A hundred percent. And thinking of another, well, speaking of uh, black romance, my favorite black romance, uh, Brown Sugar. Yes, um, I, just, I actually went to theaters to watch this. Oh, I was in college at the time, and I was like in this rebirth, like connecting with my black roots, connecting with hip hop, and this came right on time. Mm. I like I was bumping "Black on Both Sides" by Most Def, yes, and then he Most happened Def to be husband. in the movie. No, he did, an did excellent job. He did. he did. I was like, of course, Sanaa Latham because she's in, you know, mostly. I think there's like a contract out that says she has to be in like ninety percent of the like black, black rom rom-coms. Um, but continue Ooh. to give her her checks. Yeah. Okay. Um, I know there's rumors that she bit Beyonce, but I don't know how I feel about that. Hopefully, it's not true. Um, but she did amazing in this. I mean, her and Tay Diggs. Of course, I was introduced to the fine ass Boris Kojo. I was. Mm. I, I mean, what? She's still just dumb for letting that nigga. What? Go. I would have please. I would have been like, Tay, oh, you're Tay Diggs, oh, Boris Kojo. Come on. He's on bending knee for me. The answer is yes. And he's a basketball player? The answer is yes. Well, okay. Basketball players, I don't... He was a good one, though. Okay. Yeah. Um, I don't know. Okay. I'm not going to paint broad strokes here. Yeah. We can't generalize here. We can't generalize. I still don't trust basketball niggas. But... He was fine as hell. In the movie, I would have been down the aisle. We wouldn't even have to have a wedding. It's just sign the paperwork at the courthouse. (laughs) Just lock it down. Like, honestly, like, just get the paperwork together for life. Forever. (laughs) Period. We would have been done. I was like, my God, he still looks the same. He does. 
looks exactly the same. Anyways, I love what the creators of that movie did in terms of interweaving hip-hop and love and the story and mm-hmm. how, you know, the main character was an editor. Her name was Sydney, And then, you know, Tay Diggs having to leave the, the security of a music label and try to go on his own and mm-hmm. the tension between them as friends, best friends, but you could tell they were really in love mm-hmm. and the decisions that they made. I just was like, ugh. Please. That shit made me want to have a, a boy best friend. Like I just could never do it. I think at that time, every time I went to a party, I was obsessed with the DJ. He could have looked like <laughs> shit, but I was like, you know what? That's my love. I I'm going to have a hip hop love. You know what I mean? Like I will. <laughs> like brown one sugar. One day. <laughs> one day. Like oh. So yeah, I love 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 brown sugar. It came on Hulu, and mm-hmm. when I saw it on my feed, I was like, "What? Yep. You already know?" Me and my sister watched that shit. Oh, it's so. As soon as that shit stepped down on Hulu, we was like. Eh! Added to the so, queue. Okay. And then, mm. oh, speaking of Boris Kojo, um, more the well, the movie and the TV show, Soul Food, I mean, wow. You fucked the family. Okay, she went off. Like, it was so. Ooh, can we. Babyface. Are we going to get into the. Go. Go. Okay. Speaking of Soul Food, that was the. Ooh, that was the first. That, I think that was the first sex scene I saw child. as a little children. As a little children. <laughs> as a little child. <laughs> woo. Woo. The way that nigga fuck Faith, I was like, wow. Up Should I be watching the wall? this? I, be wa- I was like, Should I be watching this? Oh my God. Yeah. I, was, I was clutching the pearls I was not wearing. Yeah. I was yeah. shocked. And that I was, was like, like a, oh my God. Yeah. That was so shocked. I need to watch that again because I don't know what that was. <laughs> I was like, oh my God. So yeah. Yeah. That, that was, was that was crazy. That was, I think that was a lot of. A lot of young black kids who are probably my age or a little bit older, yeah. that was their first sex scene that yeah. they saw. Yeah. So we all share that experience. I don't know who the I actor was, like. but his booty was very... Yeah. <laughs> his booty was nice. <laughs> I remember that booty because I had seen that booty a lot. <laughs> my gosh. I've seen that little ass a lot. <laughs> yes. And then with the yeah. series with Boris Kojo, they added mm-hmm. it and they kept it going. So it was... You fucked the family. That was, yeah, that was iconic. Go watch Soul Food if you mm. have it. Mm-mm-mm. All you Gen Zers or Gen X, Y. I don't know what they're calling y'all Gen now. X is like older, like X. 40s, So 50s. it's Gen Zs then. I think it's Gen Z, the new. The, all you girls who were born past uh, Whatever 9-11. Whatever you was born, yeah. If you don't know, like, if your world is all TSA agents, you never knew what it was like to walk through without them, go ahead mm-hmm. and watch it. Go yeah. ahead and watch mm-hmm. um, Soul Food. Um, that was a good time. That was such a good time. That's and great then time. I think my last <sighs> uh, thing, real quick, these are not movies, but TV. I'll say web series, The Misadventures of an Awkward Black Girl by Issa Rae. That really was pivotal for me and really pushed me into like following my screenwriting dreams because, like, she, like, she was doing it in a way that really fucked up the traditional Hollywood system, especially mm-hmm. with the advent of YouTube, just putting your shit up and then having good shit. And then also seeing like a single black woman, you know, beautiful skin tone, brown natural, skin, hair. natural hair, like just and then having her not be like the cool black girl or whatever. Mm-hmm. She was awkward as hell and kind of nerdy and, you know, didn't know how to navigate. Like, kind of that a dork. Is, yeah, that is us. Like, that is so many of us that's never represented accurately. And also those women being wanted. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Wanted, like, the love attention. You know what I mean? And the nuances in that. You know, not just, oh, well, blah, blah. You know, it's like, okay, I have this one guy I'm really into, but he's kind of hot and cold sometimes. But like, no, nah, them niggas want it. They you, okay? want it. Okay. And so just, uh, it was just so fun to watch and see the the evolution into television and her going into that and seeing that you don't have to do it the traditional way. You can make your own lane and that you don't have to wait for anybody to give you an opportunity. You can create it yourself. You can be an on you have to be entrepreneurial about it. You and do. it was a perspective that was so authentic to her that everyone gravitated because you could relate. And now we have insecure. Look at that. I Look mean and more things. I mean more of the things, Queen, yeah. Queen, go ahead. And last movie, Moonlight. 
I mean, mm. Barry Jenkins showing, mm. you know, Mm-mm-mm-mm. these young black boys trying to navigate their sexuality, mm. trying to navigate not having the resources and the support that they need. And just, I mean, honestly, the lighting in, just the lighting alone in, like, beautiful shots, the beautiful, like, chocolatey skin in the moonlight when, you know, yes. and it's blue, you know, the whole metaphor with that. I mean, such a great, great, great job. Janelle so Monet iconic. did Ali did a great job. I mean, yeah. yeah. It was iconic for me because um, of the fact that we're telling a story of a black man mm-hmm. from the hood of Miami. I'm from Florida, too, and I know mm-hmm. a lot of niggas from Miami. And the evolution of a black man who is gay. Yeah. From the hood of Miami. Mm -hmm. And it's a very big deal to be a nigga from the hood in Miami and be gay. Mm -hmm. I mean, like. And what that looks like. And what that looks like. To be like a street nigga and you gay. Like, there are a lot of, like, gay people in Miami, like, gay black men. But, like, just from, like, what he was a street nigga. Like a hood, hood nigga. And he had to be. And he had to be. So it was, like, just knowing from what I know, being raised, like, in that state and just knowing people. It was it was a big deal. Yeah. And it was very important yeah. to see. It was something that we needed to see yeah. as a culture. Yeah. Um, oh, it was just so important. It's so beautiful. Go watch Beautiful it. story. Ugh. Oh, God. So, oh I think God. it's on Amazon Prime, yeah. guys. So please watch it. Yeah. 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 And then, let me go through my... Huh, okay, so I'm going to do some about women, black women. Yes. So set it off. Yeah. Come on, come <laughs> on. I think it was it was the first of its kind, honestly. Yeah. The first time that we saw black women leading a action, action drama? Yeah, ensemble. Action drama thriller. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Four black women I mean, leading this shit. Queen doing some crazy shit. Robbing banks like oh, Jada Pinkett. Doing shit that Nip. these the men do. Oh, so it was box. it was I mean, so important to the culture as women and as black women, mm-hmm. like to see these four leading ladies who are black mm-hmm. doing stuff that we see mostly men do. Yeah. Like we only see movies about men robbing banks and mm-hmm. like doing shit like that and they flipped it on its head. Yeah. They didn't just make it women, they made it black women, mm-hmm. which was crazy to me at the time mm-hmm. in the 90s. Mm-hmm. Um so important. Yeah. Like I, I just can't. It's it's iconic. It is very iconic. Though I'm missing you. Oh. Find, come on. I'll find a way to get through. Oh my gosh. Mm. Living without you, you are my sister, my strength, and my pride. Only God can know why. Still, I, I will get back. Yo, mm. who was that? What Shaka Khan was on that? Yep, Brandy. Yep. Gladys Knight? Come on now. What an oh ensemble. Oh my God. I, maybe even to me. I think to me I was on that Come too. Come on. My good sister probably my on that too. Oh my God. That was an iconic movie, especially yeah. for black women, for women in general. Yeah. Doing shit that the men do. Yeah. I mean, and that shit was soundtrack. tough. Yeah. My soundtrack God. was all that. Yeah. Very iconic movie. Exactly. Um, definitely drove me to want to tell stories about black women yeah. and uh, about women. Yeah. And the shit that we do and that we can do what these men do. Yeah. And still make it interesting. Sometimes we got to do what we have to do. We got Period. to do what we got to do. Yep. And another uh, movie with black women in the lead that really kind of um, impacted me was Girls Trip. Yeah. Which had two of, two of the people from Set It Off, Jada yep. Pinkett Smith and Queen Latifah. Yep. They came back together. Tiffany Haddish. Mm-hmm. Haddish, Haddish, and um, Regina Hall. Yeah. So Regina that was Hall. the first time in a long time that I had seen a comedy that was fucking yes. hilarious, led by all black women as it well. Was so funny. So important. Yeah. Written by Tracy Oliver, who yep. was on uh, Miss Adventures of an Awkward, Awkward Black, black girl. girl. Right. And then she I hated did little. Her on that fucking show. Yeah. Her yeah. character was. Yeah. I fucking hated her character. Yeah. But, anyways, we love to see black women yes. in the comedic space. Um, really ruling yeah like they that movie took the fuck off yeah ruled the box office for a little bit yeah so iconic yeah it's a very recent movie I think it came out like two years ago a yeah, year ago two years ago still important yep. really really made me want to get into the comedy game 100%. as well as a black woman um, because we're fucking funny yeah like shit hilarious we're fucking hilarious as fuck mm-hmm. like so so important yeah love it and there's so many of course we did there's so many like Black Panther I mean yeah of course oh how could we not but yeah I mean all of it Eve's by you we said I mean a whole bunch Fruitvale Station. Waiting to exhale. Poof. I mean, so many. 
there's so many yeah. but those are just the ones that we can squeeze in right but yeah this time so October is Black Movie Month. I don't know what that looks like for you, but the, what that could look like for us, just watching some black movies, man. Yep. I'll be watching this track tonight. I'm doing what? right now. Doing the <laughs> Watch some black movies. Support the black culture. Support the black yeah. creatives. Yeah. Um, yeah. Let's celebrate this shit. Let's yeah. live that shit out. Ride it out. We love black movies. Amen. They've shaped us. They've moved us mm-hmm. and they've helped us become who we are today. Amen. So shout out to the black movies. Okay. Okay, my nigga. We are back. We are back. And we are back with the segment, Niggas You Should Know. And you this, should know these niggas. You should really know them. If you don't um, know these niggas, then I don't know what's up with um, you. You, gonna, you gonna, I don't know what's up with you. You're going to learn today. Mm-hmm. You're going to learn today. <laughs> so, um, my nigga you should know, and um, truly she's a queen, um, we always uh, shout out this publication. It's just such a great resource. Shadow and Act. It highlights a lot of black and brown creatives who are coming in the space, the deals that they are developing, the shows that are coming on, the movies that they are creating, like mm-hmm. really hyper-specific, but... Um, you know, just killing a game and very, I think, um, what's the word? Credible. So yes. it's not like, you know, Shade Room, which not to say it's not credible, but it's not gossip. They always got the tea and the tea be true, they really honestly. Do. They got a lot of the tea. But we it's not gossip. Right. So it's this is gossip. more industry news for black and brown people, for Shadow and Act. It's like the black Hollywood reporter or the black Vanity Fair or exactly. the black Deadline or Variety. Exactly. And I think it's connected to Blavity, but forgive me. Um, but yeah, so the managing editor of Shadow and Act, Brooke Obi. Yes. Um, you know, she was named um, one of the Roots' top 100. Mm. So uh, the Root makes a list of Come influential on, black people. She is on it. Know who Come she on, is. Okay. Um, I, we had the pleasure of going to a networking event where we actually met her. We did. Sweet, amazing, knowledgeable. She is a writer. Crazy she knows cool. what she's doing. So cool. Um, and just really a pleasure um, to get to know and continue to build that relationship. Yes. Um, so dope. I knew her because she was on a podcast called 1A that I listened to on NPR. And I heard her voice talking about the Green Book. And she was on there, I mean, spitting truth. It was actually because of her um, breakdown of how, um, I forget the, the name of the family of... Uh, I don't know. I didn't but watch how that the shit. family did not like the portrayal of the black man who was in that movie. Forgive I can me. see I'm why they didn't. Um, and also the importance of the Green Book and how the movie kind of just overlooked this Made piece it about of, the white man. Yeah, like this was a piece of document that helped um, black families navigate through the South whenever they were making road trips, understanding what the safe places were. were. And that is like during Jim Crow or even that's what the movie should have been that, about yeah that should have been about it and I'm 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 like ashamed and mad at my you know public charter private school learning that that never came up in my educational experience mm-hmm. and it was through her explaining and breaking that down as to like why like it was misrepresented that really kept my um $15 right to my goddamn self mm-hmm. <laughs> um and, you know, she was really knowledgeable and just really about uplifting black and brown people as she does through the publication um, Shadow and Act and through Blavity. Um, so, yeah, uh, Brooke Obi, managing editor of Shadow and Act, you should know her. Yes. Period. If you're listening, Brooke, you were a pleasure to me. Yes. Just a wonderful woman all around. Yeah, all Great around. Great conversation. So knowledgeable, like you said. Mm-hmm. We love you. Mm-hmm. And we love your journey. Mm-hmm. All right. So moving on, I have Kara or Kara. I never know how to pronounce this name. I'm going to say Kara. Kara mm-hmm. Brown. All so right. she was a writer on Grownish. I All believe right. she worked on Insecure as well. Okay. And now she just, uh, she's going to be the writer and creator for her own show on Peacock, okay. which is NBC's streaming service. All these services, And Jada Pinkett Smith is going to star in it. I mean, come on. Rashida Jones is executive producing, I believe. You so better attach sis, the talent. My attach sis is coming the talent. through. So just a little blurb about her. She graduated from Tufts University, Mm -hmm. didn't immediately move to L.A., which a lot of people usually do. She took a job at a public relations firm, started a blog with her friend, Mm -hmm. started working on Jezebel, which is... Oh, yeah. 
It's a publication. It's a publication. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so she got to write about some really cool things. Um, she got to talk about Rachel Dolezal, the killing of Mike Brown, yeah. talk about Solange's album, Seat at the Table. So she really got to yeah. talk about some real, mm-hmm. true, like, black culture shit and right. be real about it. And that was how she kind of got her work out there, mm-hmm. um, things like that. She mm-hmm. was able to... T- tackle these topics, these humorous topics with nuance, yeah. um, wit, and a healthy dose of comedy. I'm getting this from an Essence article. Mm-hmm. Shout out to Essence. Yes. So then from there, she moved out to L.A. Mm-hmm. with the goal of getting on TV. Um, she got her attention from being on Jezebel. Mm-hmm. She started writing scripts. She happened to meet Issa Rae at an event. Happened to meet How do my you? Bob. She went up to her and said, oh my gosh, hello. Didn't know. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, so then Issa was like, didn't know you were interested in TV. Do you have anything? Wow. Wow. Isn't that crazy? You got to be ready. Brown had one script. She literally, Kara had one script, sent it to Issa Rae. (laughs) Issa Rae liked it. She ended up pitching it. And that's how she got her agent. Come on, sis. She got her agent that way. Look at her story. I love telling these stories. So that's how she got her agent. And then she got her job um, at Grownish. Wow. Which is crazy. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, yeah, I think she worked on Insecure as well. Mm-hmm. Look out for her show. Let me see what it's called, guys. Let me get it together. Good for her. And uh, while she gets that, I just want to say Dr. Don Shirley was uh, the black man in Green Book that they depicted. So just a little correction mm-hmm. there. Mm-hmm. Dr. Don Shirley. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. So, yeah. The show, it's called Straight Talk. Okay. It's going to be on Peacock, NBC streaming service. All right. So look out for Car Brown. She's the writer, creator. I mean, my sister's doing the damn thing. Right, I just went through her little story. Her story's amazing of the way she made it in Hollywood. I mean, so many different ways you can make it. I love the way that she made you it. You know what, Car? Just for you, I might... I might pay for a subscription. Okay. For I, I, I mean, Jada Pinkin is in it. I might do it. I, I have to count my coins <laughs> now because everybody has a streaming service. But, sis, if you're doing it, I'm here to support. That's amazing. That's amazing. That's so, amazing. Nigga, you should know Cara Brown. Look out for her. Sis yeah. is coming up. She's taking off. That's right. Blessings to her. Keep keep going. Keep yes, going. ma'am. All right. Well, with that, so that, I mean, I think we're done. I think we're done. I think we're done. Follow us on the gram, oh okay, and on Twitter. I don't tweet shit, but we are gonna start tweeting okay. shit. <laughs> <laughs> and Instagram, right. um, we're popping off up on there as well. Mm-hmm. It's Tinseltown T on mm-hmm. both. Yeah. Very simple. Yeah. Need me to spell it out? T I N S E L T O. W-N-T-E-A. Yes. So, yeah. Follow us on the gram. Get up to date with what we're doing once we get that shit going. Right. But, yeah, that's the best way to keep up with us and what Tinseltown Tea is or what we got going on, That's right. Keep going. Keep writing. Keep doing what you need to do. Yes. Keep writing. Keep Keep reading scripts. Go to the WGA library if you are in L.A. Go to the events, WGA Foundation. Mm -hmm. Like, get out there. Be exposed. Let's get it, y'all. Read up on people's biographies because that shit's very inspiring, too. Yeah. And support. let's support one another. Yeah. Let's really, like, encourage one another. It's hard out here. Yes. Let's lift each other up. Oh, my God. If y'all are into this news, child, it's Mm. a lot. So let's... Lift every voice and sing. Until earth Earth and and heaven heaven ring. ring. Yes. Lift yes. all the harmonies. <laughs> We're looking at each other like, I, do we know the Negro? Yeah, or not? Like, okay, we gotta leave. Okay, all right, I'm gonna head out. Bye, bye. <laughs>